Yo, yo, yo. What up, y'all? And welcome to the Lively, Lively Life, Life Podcast. Podcast. All right, so we're back with part two of the first trimester podcast episode. Bow, um, bow, bow. So yeah, last episode, we kind of uh, ran out of time. We got a little long-winded. Um, that bad. I know. There's a lot to talk about. There is. So. To get back into it, today is actually week 13 of our pregnancy journey, yep. meaning we are officially out of first trimester. Oh my gosh. So that's, that's we insane. Have, today starts tri- second trimester, so. Ah. Right. So we got to finish this up today to uh, start preparing for the next trimester. No kidding, literally. <laughs> All right, so uh, one of the big things we wanted to discuss today was our birthing plan. Um. We don't have all the details masked out yet, but um, <laughs> that's funny. You said masked out, not like mapped out. <laughs> I think I've heard it both ways. So, so, yeah, so. okay. Um, you made me lose my train of thought, so it's, a it's on you now. You were saying we don't have it all mapped out. Right, yet. all the details, but we do have um, how we want to go about it. Yeah. Um, so we are actually planning for an at-home birth. Yes. So that is exciting. Mic drop. That's yeah. a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like um, before this experience, I was kind of skeptical, you know, of what all was part of the home birth. But I think going through it um, kind of eased any kind of concerns I might have had. Yeah. So uh, it was week six, seven when, when we, we first, first met. met yeah, it was like week six or seven. Yeah. We first met our midwives. So. I literally contacted them the day that we found out we were pregnant, like May 25th when I peed on the stick. <laughs> I contacted them because they fill up so quickly. If you know you want a home birth, they literally tell you to contact them as soon as you find out just to like at least book a consultation to like speak with them. So, and then, you know, they booked it a few weeks out. So we were about six or seven weeks at the time when we finally got to the have the consultation meeting with them yeah so uh for our first consultation it was just kind of them discussing the procedure and like kind of what wall entailed um we actually took kimberly's sister summer with us who was actually a nurse yeah so she was able to ask any kind of nursing questions or concerns she might have had yeah just like healthcare related questions because i mean she was super nervous and like didn't know what to think about it whenever i told her i wanted a home birth um, which I feel like I've been trying to prepare everybody in my life for this <laughs> moment because I've mentioned that I wanted this and now I'm pregnant and they're like, oh, you really meant that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I kind of just drew to the idea cause it's like, it may be our only child. So let it be the experience that you want, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, like you said, I, I want it to be the experience that I want and I've just You know, I mean, for every horror story, I'm sure there's like a million good stories, you know, but you, everyone wants to tell you all the bad stories, but I've heard, you know, just a plethora of hospital births that, you know, moms just weren't given, you know, the care that they desired or, you know, weren't told the information that they would have liked to have known. They weren't involved in the birth you know interventions were happening that they didn't understand or didn't okay um you know just like these traumatic experiences that stuck with them 
and you know really affected them postpartum so for me when I found out that home birth was like a thing I really didn't really know I mean every when you think about getting pregnant and having a baby everyone thinks about going to the hospital and like oh my god have your hospital bag, bag packed and everything you know but once I found out that home birth was a thing I started looking into it like I seriously was not finding anybody who had negative stories about their home births that's not saying that people who have home births never have complications but they're happier they they feel they're more in charge of their birth they're more um, educated they're so much more knowledgeable about what's going on and usually usually they're the moms who you know are not wanting all the different interventions under the sun which can lead to you know a c-section or emergency surgeries or those traumatic things that can happen in a hospital so mm -hmm. for me that's when I started to look into it and I knew that that's kind of the route I wanted to take if I'm able to you know yeah so that was a one of my big concerns about the home birthing was uh if complications come you know like how can you be prepared for that and like what what could you possibly do like being so far away from actual medical attention and big like a hospital who has all these like resources available and I think uh just talking with the midwives they it was reassuring to hear that if you have like if you're a high risk pregnancy you're you're not able to do a home birth you yeah. get transferred out and you have to go to a hospital if you're high risk so the only way a home birth could even happen if you're low risk and it should just be an easy pregnancy yeah like so. I mean especially because working with the midwives when you work with them the entire pregnancy they're monitoring all of your prenatals you're having appointments with them every few weeks just like you would for like OB care so you know they are knowledgeable about where your standing is during the pregnancy and how what your health is like so they're monitoring you the whole time it's not like all of a sudden you just decide okay I think my water broke let's do this at home and it's Susie just helping you you know what I'm saying like get through this like they're she's a medical professional nurse you know she was a midwife for a hospital and now she's just has her own practice where she um is a midwife for home birth so um they're knowledgeable they're not like don't have any just some random people off the streets you know yeah exactly it's not just like Susie who likes to plant a garden so it's like really into like the holistic stuff they like actually know what they're doing so yeah they're educated. Oh, yeah. So on top of the midwives, we'll also be having doulas yeah. available. Mm -hmm. um, speak a little bit about the doula. What's their role in the pregnancy? And what's the difference between the midwife and the doula? Okay, so a doula is like a support person for you during your pregnancy and um, labor delivery. So um, like the doulas are going to be there way before the midwives would show up. The midwives are mostly there for the actual act of birth and, you know, assisting with that portion of it, whereas the doulas are, like, your support mentally and physically, so they'll be there um, a good bit before when you're actually in labor and helping you through, you know, what could be hours and hours of labor with, like, different techniques like hip squeezes or on the birth ball or... Um, just all these different techniques that like we don't even know yet but they're going to be helping us because I mean 
Shelby doesn't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people know what they're doing. And people who have hospital births even have doulas. So it's like somebody who's just there to... Coach you, pretty much. Yeah, coach you through it. And um, our doulas are actually going... They do childbirth education classes. Mm. So we'll be going through, like, a seven-week course with them as well, just about all different things, childbirth and labor and pregnancy and all this stuff like that. So... um, they also come with that education aspect as well. So they have different roles. You definitely have to have a midwife, you know, to mm. deliver at home. The doula is optional, but the doula is like just extra pair of hands, extra support person, and they're going to be your midwife's best friend <laughs> because they're managing the pain and, you know, mental, and the midwives are more hands-on, like this is, you know, the technical birthing part, you know, right. like, physically delivering the baby checking all the vitals and all that stuff stitches i guess if you needed them you know uh the (coughs) that medicine if you hemorrhage or whatever giving that kind of stuff so more of the nursing side is the midwives but emotional and stuff is the doulas so you mentioned with the midwives physically delivering the baby yeah which was uh, actually one of the selling points for uh me yeah. Uh, with uh, allowing her to have a midwife, if you will. Um, when we was there, I asked them if like everything goes well, what was the possibility of me being the one to deliver the baby? Mm-hmm. And they they were totally on board with that. So immediately they said, <laughs> "Yes, we love that. We yeah. love that for you." I'm like, "Okay." So, well, if everything goes well, I could possibly be the one to deliver our baby, which is yeah, which is crazy, super exciting. That is exciting. I really think that would be very cool, but yeah, we've got to start preparing you because I just don't think you're going to love what you see, and you're going to be like, oh, this is a lot more than I asked for. Uh, I could, I could man up. Shelby so. said he wants to get some scrubs oh, and yeah. get like a whole, surgical no, cap. He wants gloves. He just a wants, flashlight on my head. Oh my God. He wants a coal miner hat <laughs> with a light on job. The surgeons, you know, the surgeons have like lights on there. Um, probably some of them, I'm sure, yeah. Like scrub me in, you know. Oh my God. He just wants to play doctor, clearly. <laughs> and this is supposed to be in a big, important moment for us. And he's like, you know what? I'll just play doctor. Sounds like fun. You're ridiculous, but um, so I mean, I am excited, and you know, we are keeping our the gender of our baby a secret, not from people, but also from ourselves. Yeah, so like we're at 13 weeks, we could have known the gender by now if we wanted to. I mean, we could have known by eight weeks. Yeah. So well, even six weeks. Sneak peek says six weeks. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we're deciding to. It's a complete surprise. We don't know. Nobody knows. Yep. Um, I think it's exciting. And that also adds to excitement of me delivering the baby because yeah. I'll be the one to first see the baby yeah. and I can look at it and then tell Kimberly, Kimberly, we're having a, a boy or Kimberly, we're having a girl. Yeah. Like, we had. It's a boy. Yeah. It's a girl. I'm so excited for that moment. I just, I don't know. That's like, just, it makes me giddy to think about you telling us <laughs> what we're having, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a sweet, sweet surprise. So, and like, this is our first, so we have literally no reason to be like, we really want a boy or we really want a girl. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no pressure for either gender. We're yeah. happy either way. So, And also, um, just like, since we don't know the gender, yeah, we've been buying a bunch of gender neutral stuff. Yes. 
which if we were to have another baby, that would be best because, yeah. you know, you can reuse it because it's yes. gender neutral. So boy or girl could use it. Yeah, so. exactly. Like I wouldn't redo the nursery. Right. Like because it's a boy or a girl, you know, mm -hmm. or opposite gender of the other. Like I would just keep it the same. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, some women do that. Like if they're having a girl, they have like this whole girl. Oh, yeah. But bows and I, pink all over the place. I just. If I'm planning to have another kid, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I'm not going to do that. So, to me, I'd rather do a gender-neutral theme and, um, you know, like, our stroller isn't, like, pink or anything. Mm. It's just blue, so it's gender-neutral. Well, speaking of themes for the uh, nursery, what kind of theme were we looking at? So, we're thinking, like, um, like a starry sky right. kind of theme. So, like moon stars clouds lots of grays you know grays blue yeah because blues you know either way mm -hmm. maybe those tad yellows for like the stars in the yeah moon. yeah like so, a dialed back yellow so we'll see i mean to me i'm not trying to do anything like over the top you right. know because this is also gonna be a room that you know if we stay in this house that our kids gonna you know mm -hmm. have, it'll become their bedroom yeah exactly so like I'm not necessarily like, oh, we need to paint all these characters mm -hmm. and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really not into painting and let's keep this low maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> so, just like, cute, you know, mm -hmm. it is a nursery. It will have like, I guess, quote unquote, a theme, but it's not mm -hmm. like over the top, you know, not too much pressure to make everything in there matchy-matchy, you know. So, at 13 weeks, how far along are we completion-wise to having... The nursery and pretty much everything we need for the baby. Um, right, would you say more than fifty percent less? I mean, honestly, I mean, we got furniture yesterday, right? So that makes me. We really bought a happy. crib. We did changing table. Yes. Dresser. Yep. There's a bookcase in there. Yep. Um, am I missing one? No, I think that's all the baby stuff. Right. So we also have uh, a stroller, a stroller, car seat. Yep. That's a two, three, and one kind of deal. Yeah. Um. And a pack and play crib, so yeah, it's like a pack and play that has um, a little changing table that snaps on mm -hmm. and a little portable dome bassinet, so baby can sleep there. They can play in it when they're older, whatever. We got a few sets of clothes. Yeah, we got some onesies. I mean, we don't have like a lot of clothes or anything. No. Like, we just got a few onesies that are like gender neutral, which basically means you go to the boy section and then pick the stuff that's not as boy looking. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. how we've been shopping. So we just figured it'll just be that first set of clothing that's gender neutral anyway. So mm -hmm. um, it's like size zero to three is going to be neutral. And then by then we'll know what we're having. So we can just get. By you know, then, yeah. Yeah, by then we can get the appropriate clothing I guess you know yeah. so but I think it I think honestly it's just a fun and neat surprise you know like I didn't know I I joked about wanting to do this with Shelby for years and he's always been like no <laughs> and then now he was on board with it when we got pregnant so and I didn't know if I was going to be anxious and want to yeah I know I okay. still feel like you may cave in the end you know I don't think so you don't think so no I'm doing okay I'm at 13 weeks and I'm fine <laughs> I know, but it was like the first four weeks you didn't even know about it. You tell me that all the time. Okay, so what's 13 minus 4? 5. No. What? 9. <laughs> 9. Oh my gosh. I was thinking 8. 8, 5. 
You said nine? Yeah. So nine weeks, I've been okay. Look at that. <laughs> That's impressive. Oh, yeah. I'm showing a track record yeah. of, like, you can trust me on this. Well, it's like I said, only seven where you're eligible to even know, right? Week six? Yeah, it's by blood test. I think I'm most concerned with somebody ruining it for us. Like, on, like, the ultrasounds? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know... I'm just going to have to keep my eyes closed and be like, when you're scanning the face, let me know. Because, mm -hmm. like, I don't. Because I can kind of look at an ultrasound, and if you see a, a penis, you know, like, <laughs> you're going to be able to tell, you know, yeah. like, so. Well, isn't the next OB appointment an anatomy scan? I don't, I don't know. They didn't tell me it was going to be anatomy. Okay. It's, like, a couple weeks away, so I don't think so. I don't okay. think they'll do it that early. So. All right. So, but, yeah. Um, I just don't want somebody to ruin it for us. The gender is a surprise. Yes. Where does that leave us on the name of this child? Um, so I guess we'll kind of have two options mm -hmm. is what we're thinking. We'll have a boy option, a girl option, or and then kind of just see which one it is and go from there. Yeah, so you kind of doled down that idea a little bit. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot funner, actually. So... Um, we're going to have 32 boy names and 32 girl names. Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to explain that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you that question. Oh. I, this is this was your idea. <laughs> yeah, so 32 boy names, 32 girl names. She gets 16, I get 16. We'll rank them, seed them, and we're going to put them in a tournament bracket, like a March Madness style thing. And then uh, every week we'll eliminate a round, we'll do a round. And, every uh, week? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Leading know up to the baby's week. birth, you know. Well, I was thinking we could just go through it like a few times because I was telling you I don't just because I pick it this week doesn't mean I'll pick it next week. So I gotta like go through it. That's why you got a week to. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. It's, we'll see. I'm gonna do your little bracket, but let's see how. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I need to work all the way through and then see how I feel about it and then try it again. Yeah. You know, like you do multiple brackets for March Madness. I don't think I could just do one and done because I'd be like, but that's what if the this brackets one... you make. These like the there's only one March Madness winner. Shelby, I don't think you're they don't do multiple that. tournaments. There's one Shelby. winner. Shelby. Just like, trust the process. Okay. Putting the names in a ranking order, like I'd be like, oh, I don't want this name pitted against this name because I kind of like them both, but you pitted them against each other. Yeah, so, so we'll have rules, you know, like we'll vote, you know, since there's only two of us, you know. Higher seed wins. Oh um, you get so many vetoes per round. It's gonna be a whole little game and stuff. We'll, we'll keep you all informed as well. So Shelby this is gonna be exciting. Too much. I can't deal with him. Clearly, the sports lover in him is like, <laughs> let's make this a bracket challenge. Yeah. So. Like so, uh, just all names. Um, I feel like we're kind of leaning towards like using a last name as their first name. Yeah. We kind of like been toying with that idea, especially with a boy. Yeah. Um, I feel like they sound strong, strong, right? Yeah, and um, like elegant, kind of. Yeah, know. almost like, especially like a lot of it's English. Yeah, and that that's our ancestry. We did ancestry dot com before, and we both have like a really strong English yeah. background. So a lot yeah. of surnames are English, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I I like last names for first names, just because I think they're. More, there's more unique last mm -hmm. names out there too. It's not like I would just be picking like Smith. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like a more unique last name that has like this crisper, 
right. like strength to. I don't know. So I, I do like last names for first name. And Shelby and I have been looking kind of into the meaning of certain Right, names. that's a big thing for me too. I think Origin. like if it has a cool meaning or um, especially if we could find a name that like really speaks to us in our pregnancy yeah, or like our, us as a couple, yeah, I would, I would love that. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely not what we thought it would be whenever we were like in high school and everybody you know talks about names like the, for the longest like, she was in love with the name arabella yeah when i was like what 16 <laughs> i was like she's dropped that name off now so yeah i'm not interested at all i mean it's like it may make a surprise comeback in the bracket oh know. my god no it won't <laughs> um it's just like your changes your taste and name changes which is scary because I'm like I have to name this child for their whole life so I'm trying not to be like oh I like this name now like I'm not like a a trendy name person right, because yeah. I don't I don't want something that's you know gonna be cringy in a couple right. years so and I also, want something strong and classic the child has to grow up yes exactly so I mean I just hate to be a person be an old person with like a child's name you know yeah yeah you can't do something that sounds like you know childish for their whole life yeah. you know unless you give them like a it's like a nickname right yeah so yeah but we'll figure it out we really haven't talked about it much i honestly think it just overwhelms me so i, <laughs> I kind of just don't go there mm -hmm. but i'm slowly we're slowly gonna get there uh. i mean getting the nursery furniture yesterday i feel like was a good start and that makes me sleep better now i think it will so that one night yeah yeah that one night we had it i yeah i don't know it's encouraging that we're slowly getting there progress yeah did you have another question for me um so well oh i did want to talk about as far as like our birth plan yes as well as having midwives and doulas i also have had chiropractic care mm -hmm. that was recommended to me by the midwives for um, having like a smoother easier delivery you know research is so don't they that. like do work on your hips is that part of yeah, it hips, I know pelvis. they line you up with your yeah. spine your pelvis yes yeah um, and like round ligaments which is what women have and like they're kind of like belly region right and those tend to get sore I guess mm -hmm. as you get bigger so if you're like lined up those. straight it like makes labor easier yeah like it that's how it was sold to more me more opened yeah yeah, just like yeah more open kind of like flexible is what I'm getting from okay. it so it's supposed to help with um, making easier labor um, so my midwife suggested that I get a chiropractor who is knowledgeable in the Webster technique which is specific which means that they're specifically trained in prenatal mm -hmm. um, chiropractic um, care. So they understand, you know, women's um, bodies and pregnancy and what they need. Because I guess regular chiropractors, while they're still educated in their chiropractors, they don't necessarily know what you need for pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little different. So I've been doing that as well. Um, so I've got a care plan going with them. Um, but yeah, it's been that's been going well, and um, hopefully it will prove true, and we'll have an easier labor because of it.
So all the things we mentioned so far, um, insurance typically doesn't cover. Absolutely none of it, actually. <laughs> insurance doesn't want you to have a holistic. They don't want you to have anything. Natural rule, anything, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a liability thing. I don't get it. You know, insurance is a scam. Yeah, especially because the midwife is like a nurse, you right. know, and she has all those credentials. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me that insurance would not cover it. But after calling my insurance, they don't even cover birthing centers, which are not always, but sometimes they are connected to hospitals. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nice medium between a home birth and a hospital, hospital. birth. Yeah. They're not technically in the hospital and it's a facility just for birth. So it doesn't even cover that. So it definitely doesn't cover home births. Um, Doulas, I can see why they don't necessarily cover them because of, like, they're not being medically, quote-unquote, necessary. But, like, Very uh, if you, yeah, if you argue with a mom, though, they'd say, yeah, it was freaking medically necessary okay. because of, like, the support they provide. But I could see that argument. I can't see the midwife argument at all. Yeah. And the chiropractic care. Like, regular chiropractors are covered, but not this Webster certified. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. So. All of these expensive as expenses have been coming out of pocket, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, is really expensive. And I really do feel for moms who, like, want to go the more naturally-minded route, and it's just too much. I mean, for Shelby and I, it's definitely made a big dent in um, savings and, um, like, our budget. But it's just been important to me that, you know, while it is expensive, that this is what I want and I feel like it's overall going to give us the best results for this pregnancy not just like a healthy baby but like me I feel like emotionally and mentally I'm going to be the most taken care of because I don't plan to do this you know all the time so maybe it's just a one time thing maybe just one time (laughs) like I mean who's to say I could even have another kid you know like you never know so I'd rather just like have the birth that like I'm dreaming and envisioning, you know, and kind of like a wedding almost. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't plan on getting married more than once. Yeah. And you know, just go from, you know, go from there. But I mean, it is a sacrifice financially. Like you know, you mm-hmm. hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, but it's so expensive." But to me, you make sacrifices for what's important to you, and this is that important to me. Right. So. So yeah, like I was saying, um, these those things aren't covered by the insurance. But you are seeing a doctor who is covered by insurance? Yeah, so we are also seeing an OB because also the day I found out I was pregnant and they came back with my regular doctor saying the blood test was positive, I guess the next day that they were open, I called the OB's office just to get in with them as well. And, of course, they won't see you until eight weeks, so it was a few weeks. Um, But... I knew that being on my mom's insurance um, with the state, that the prenatal benefits were great. Mm-hmm. And so she told me that, um, you know, I wouldn't know like co-pays when I called the OB. Right. Um, so I have really great coverage. So I wasn't going to just let that go to waste. Yeah. So. Especially I if am, they give you an ultrasound, any chance to see the baby. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel. So. Um, we are seeing an OB as well, but we're just not, I mean, they've never asked me what are my birth plans, but I also don't feel the need to disclose to them that I'm planning a home birth because, I mean, that's my business and 
I am using them for their services, but uh, I still intend on going through with the home birth because, um, yeah, we're just kind of using the OB right now. Is like they, you know, they have a doctor and he is great. He met, we've met with him once. He was very nice and helpful and everything. But it still doesn't change my mind that I don't want a hospital environment. Right. So it's nothing against the. The OB itself, or you know, the hospital, it's just that's not the environment that I want. Mm -hmm. So, but like Shelby said, we are, you know, still being able to have ultrasounds that are covered and yep. um, all the blood work and stuff, you know, like, I mean, there, Jordan, which is our midwife, could do those things too, but um, we would have to go somewhere else for those kind of ultrasounds. You right. know, she doesn't have, have a machine like that. So it just makes sense for us to just use my insurance to cover the OB appointments as well. So, honestly, it's kind of nice. I'm kind of doubling up on yeah. all of it. <laughs> Just um, getting to get all the pregnancy care. Another free service that we've been using is, uh, what is it called? WEPS. WEPS, yes. Um, Wiregrass Emergency, Emergency Pregnancy Services. Right, so they have classes, um, pretty much like videos. You go and watch a video with them. And uh, it just talks about different stages of pregnancy. It's kind of what to expect. Um, they actually have one for fathers, so I've been going through those. Yep. Um, <laughs> me and Kim's talk about like the differences between the two videos, and the ones for the guys are like a lot chiller. <laughs> I'd yeah. say there's like video uh, montages of like eagles and rocket ships and stuff going through them, oh, um, and like jo a lot of jokes as long as well. Um, and the women's much more technical. It's like contractions will be happening. Like, yeah, uh, it's like very, very technical. Yeah. Like this is what's going on. Shelby gets like these basically floating memes. Yeah, to teach yeah, him. I don't, it's ridiculous. But anyway, we are doing that, and it's like a service here in town where you know they provide education. Um, mm -hmm. And if we go to classes, like we earn like webs dollars or mommy bucks, you know. Um, so that we can buy like diapers and stuff with it or clothing because they get they're a nonprofit so they get um, I guess monetary donations to buy the diapers people donate clothing um, just other baby items so so yeah we've just been going to those classes they're like bi-weekly um, and earning our mommy dollars or whatever you want to <laughs> call them and uh, just saving up because we'll be able to buy stuff for our baby with it. And it's not in. But those diapers don't come in clutch, you know? Oh, yeah. You gonna buy those? Yeah, well, diapers are not cheap, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they literally just poop in them. So, <laughs> any money that we can earn by going to these classes for baby to poop in diapers instead of using our own money, that is great you know so and the, the videos like at least for me anyways they're pretty educational you know they're helpful yeah. like yeah. i remember uh, last week i learned how to swaddle the baby hopefully i'll remember how to do that later but. there's always a youtube video yeah i mean mine are good too i mean i i feel like i know more than most moms who watch the videos might know just because i've kind of you know done a good bit of research on um, birth and stuff as far as you know deciding that I wanted a home birth but there's still like all that technical aspect that I 
didn't know. Like, you know, yeah. it's teaching you, like, the anatomy of, like, your uterus and where the contractions come from and all this stuff. And last week it was, like, or the week before it was, like, um, positions, you know, whenever you're having contractions, like, for your husband to help you through and stuff like that. So, I mean, it is helpful and educational, and it's not an income-limited thing. So, Shelby and I didn't have to be in a certain income to be able to use this resource. It's mm-hmm. a free resource for anybody. So, I mean, Shelby and I are not proud, too proud to use free things. Yeah. Like, that's never been us. I know some people are like that, but, like, that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. And it's not embarrassing to me to take advantage of those things so but yeah just been um doing that as well so i mean we stay pretty booked on our calendar weekly between i know like every week you have like three different appointments it says like yeah no i do just because it's either the ob the midwife which those are every four weeks so that's not bad and then for right now anyway and then we have a webs um classes every other week. every other week but then i've had the chiropractor um twice yeah. a week which is going to be going down to once a week so but um yeah been pretty booked out this first trimester for sure so i'm just glad we got through it you know me too and i think it's just so ironic that i spent the last day of my first trimester as sick as I was yesterday mm-hmm. I really don't necessarily think it was the baby yeah because it just didn't feel like it and Shelby was kind of like feeling stomach sick yeah a few days before so I'm not sure what that was maybe we ate something or maybe a bug I don't know yeah, but we were both pretty miserable there and I was telling him that if this is pregnancy then I'm one and done <laughs> She was adamant yesterday that I don't know why I forgot pregnant. I'll never get pregnant again. This will be it. This is it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I did say all those things. (laughs) I was like, Lord, if this is pregnancy, this is not for the weak, and I am weak. Take me now because the way my stomach was hurting, it was miserable. And, you know, so. But um, so it's just ironic to me that I made it through almost the entire first trimester without being sick and come to the last day. But, um, I mean, I do get a little nauseous, but I haven't had, like, morning sickness like maybe most women experience. Yeah, I think your symptoms have been pretty good, you know. They really have. I can't complain. I I know that I've been lucky and I do feel blessed. So, But the one thing that I feel like has been my trade-off has been that I have been bleeding like every day so very lightly it's not like a concern you know I've talked to both the OB and the midwives about it and they're both aware and you know know what's going on and I've had ultrasounds and I don't have a subcraniac hemorrhage so it's not like a bleed that's like in your placenta mm-hmm. or uterus or whatever it is and it's not um my cervix is closed so that's good but um we think it's just my cervix that's bleeding um so they said it could be you know normal some people are just like that it's not necessarily a concern for the baby like for any harm so i feel like that's been my trade-off because for the morning sickness 
Yeah. Which is fine with me. I mean, like, I don't love painful. it. It's not painful. Yeah, it's not painful. Worrisome. It's just anxiety-inducing, so they have stepped up my medication for that. <laughs> so, because it, it has been hard. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that this first trimester has been so easy and everything. It's just been flowers and rainbows. I've cried several times. Oh, yeah. I've been worried several times. I've fully went to OB appointments, midwife's appointments, where... You know, they were going to do a Doppler on me, and I was scared to death that they wouldn't find anything, you know, like, just because of the bleeding I'm having. So, um, it hasn't been all that easy, but um, knowing that, you know, we still consistently find a heartbeat, and everything still shows up okay on ultrasound makes me feel better. You know, every time that happens again, it makes me feel even better, you know, because yeah. now we're approaching second trimester. So the risk for miscarrying, you know, significantly steps down. Yeah. So that's good. Then. Yeah. yeah. So this, that's been great. Um, you know, baby is still healthy, but it's been, it's been, a, it's been a journey so far. So I can only imagine what the next two trimesters will bring. You have any, uh, other talking points for first trimester? Um, Think we hit them all? I feel like we did a pretty good job. I mean, started our nursery, yeah. so that was a goal. You know, we've got established care with an OB and a midwife. Um, I even had a nutrition appointment where, you know, I'm monitoring kind of what kind of food I'm eating, trying to just stay high protein. I've got chiropractic care. Um, I mean... I feel like, you know, I really have just tried to be as plugged in as possible. Nobody will ever be able to say that I didn't do everything I could for my pregnancy and for this baby because I really am putting my all into it, you know. Like, I think I owe it to myself. I owe it to Shelby. I owe it to this baby that, you know, I do everything I can to make sure that, you know, baby is healthy and we have a good experience and especially because I have um a history of anxiety you know making sure that I do everything that I can helps me know that like if something was to go wrong it's not necessarily my fault because I feel like if I don't do certain things in something lord forbid were to happen I would you know, be thinking, well, what if I would have did mm-hmm. this, you know? So, and doing all this stuff, the OB said, knowing that I have a history for anxiety, you know, um, makes me higher risk for postpartum depression. So I am aware of that, and I feel like being as plugged in and trying to be as knowledgeable as I can in this journey and, um, you know, is helpful to me because I'm trying to understand not only, like, myself, but, like, my hormones, you know, like, so if something, you know, postpartum does arrive, postpartum depression, you know, that I'll be able to see it in myself, too, you know, because I know a lot of women or, you know, at least some women, you know, they get pregnant and they just let the doctors do everything for them and you know, guide them the whole way, and they don't, you know, go out on their own to find any additional resources or education, so, you know, they're just kind of relying on 
the professionals to kind of just do whatever for them. To me, that wasn't my personality, and I just wanted to be a lot more in control of this. So I feel like we've had a really good first trimester, and I'm looking forward to the next two. Yeah, is there there anything in particular in second trimester that you really want to look forward to? Um, A baby moon. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. So um, we really want to take a kind of a bigger vacation before the third trimester because, you know, once you reach third trimester – it's not as mobile yeah. as you could be. Um, Bigger for sure. Yeah. It's harder to move around and do stuff. So uh, we do want to take a baby moon. Um, and that would be exciting. So, yeah. Well, they say, you know, they say second trimester is supposed to be the easiest. So I'm hoping yeah. any kind of ailments you had before subsides now. I hope it's just a. I'm hoping I'm less tired. That's what I hope for yeah, this next energy one. Yeah, I, yeah, I really have been tired, so if that goes away, that would be nice. Yeah. But, I mean, I like a nap anyway, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll be down to, like, no naps. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me, but, yeah, overall, good first trimester for you, Show. Yeah, I'd say so. Is that all you could hope for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely could have been worse, so, I mean, I just feel like mm-hmm. counting our blessings. Like, I didn't end up in the hospital or anything yeah, like that. Nothing so. too scary. Nothing too, yeah, frightening or anything. So, yeah, we just feel really blessed, and we're just going to continue baking this babies mm-hmm. for as long as we can. Yeah, so we're um, making memories for the second trimester. And we'll yeah. come back to you with the update whenever that's nearing its end. Yeah. So This is exciting, yeah. yeah. And she'll be on the record. Um for part two of first trimester, your gender vote is still. Uh, I think it's a girl. Still girl. Yeah. I am still going to stick with my initial gut feeling and say boy, yeah. even though I've had dreams of it being a girl, but I think it's because everyone's telling me it's a girl. <laughs> Shelby, my sister, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see, but I, I'm not going to sway. I'm going to keep with my original boy guess. So yeah. guess we'll see. Yep. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for tuning in and listening to our part two of the first trimester. And, you know, I hope that the story of our birth plan and just kind of the different things we've navigated so far in the first trimester is encouraging to any couples out there or first-time moms or, you know, however many times, you know. And um, if you're interested in more non-traditional ways of giving birth then you know go for it don't let anybody make you feel bad about it so oh, yeah. but um <laughs> i thought i was gonna say something you forgot yeah i forgot oh next week i think um we should do something like a lively tip so oh yeah i don't know what exactly but okay i think it'd be fun Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned for whatever is up. <laughs> the in lively Shelby's. tips will happen. Okay. Well, stay tuned for Shelby's lively tips yes. coming next week. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, stay, stay lively, lively, y'all. <laughs>